Welcome to the Autism Mommies Potty Talk Podcast. I'm Michelle B. Rogers, Autism Mom and Life Coach. I help parents of children with autism who are pre-verbal to start communicating and potty train, guaranteed. You're listening to the Autism Moms Potty Talk Podcast, Episode 15. Hey there, my name is Michelle Rogers and I'm an autism mom and life coach. I run the program Champions for Our Children, which is a group coaching program for parents of children with autism. We solve for anything autism and I have this personal philosophy about um, children with autism in the sense that if they have three life skills, I call them Michelle's big three, if they have these three life skills they will have a significantly increased chance at a life of independence. And those three life skills are number one, potty trained. We've got to make sure they can uh, use the toilet independently. The second one is communication skills. They've got to be able to communicate um, in an appropriate way. And the third is no problem behaviors or minimal problem behaviors so they can sit and attend and learn in school. And this is what my program is about. And it is inspired by my beautiful daughter, Juliana. Um, she was diagnosed on the spectrum a month after her second birthday. I remember when it happened that I kind of thought that her life was over and I thought my life was over too. And the only thing I ever knew about autism at that point was that um, was Rain Man, really. And uh, Rain Man's a movie from the 80s. It was with uh, Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise. And he was institutionalized. And I thought that that was what was in store for us. And I was just devastated. And I had no idea what to do, where to turn. And I spent several months here kind of feeling bad about our situation. Um, I felt grief, not that she had died, but grief of the typical childhood experience I thought we were going to have was lost. And I had to really process that grief the same way you would process a, a grief for, for, for a death of a loved one in the sense of like, you know, there's five stages of grief, I believe it's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. And uh, most parents don't get to uh, acceptance, we kind of stick, uh, stick around more in the uh, bargaining, depression, anger kind of cycle. And we kind of just keep looping between those three emotions and the thing about acceptance and I tell my parents this too for me you know it came when I had this thought one night after I put the babies to bed and I said and I'm gonna die one day and I hope uh who's gonna care for her like me when I'm uh, when I'm gone and I that really something about that thought as scary as it was really got me out of my pain and step, snapped me into action for her. And I was full steam ahead from that point on. And, and my acceptance moment really just came in, in that space. And I always say acceptance isn't sexy with my parents. I say, you know, like, listen, it's not, you know, acceptance is just acknowledging, like, listen, this isn't right and it isn't okay. And I didn't sign up for it, but it's what is. And um, I believe there's a sixth stage to uh, grief processing that nobody ever talks about, which is creation. Meaning like from what is, I can accept like this is, I can accept that this is what it is and I have no control over it. And this is the hand that I was dealt. What beautiful things can I create from this? And I think that's where a lot of parents get stuck. And I know that I was stuck there for a while until I was able to snap myself out of it and get to work to help my baby. So I remember the first, one of the first things I did after she was diagnosed, I was in front of my computer screen and I was Googling up a storm as to finding somebody like what I do today to guide me, to tell me what are the things I need to do to, to make things all right for her. And I remember my mother-in-law coming in asking if I was going to be all right. And I said, no, I'm not all right. This is 
fucked up for any other better word, and I, I don't know what to do, but you know what? Uh, she couldn't have a better mother. And I remember saying that to her. I'm like, you know what? Bring it, autism. I don't know what, what's going to happen or how this is going to shake out, but I still believed, uh, even to this day, that she just could not have a better mother to help her child through this. And that belief in myself really carried through and it helped me to take her from she had language and lost it she became completely pre-verbal to us teaching her with sign language um, she learned her first sign of cookie we used the more sign for cookie um, at the end of day one and then she ended up learning um, 10 signs within that first week she potty trained with the sign this was the sign we used for potty training it was just a shaking fist and then she started to make sounds, and then her sounds turned into word approximations. She started vocal stimming, which was exciting. She's a repeater. And then she started saying, you know, one word utterances, and then started to, to talk. And she went from the most restrictive special education preschool, which was a 614, it was an autism class, to a 1212 with some supports, to uh, eventually a private preschool placement, um, to a integrated kindergarten through uh, third grade and last year was her first year I was always anticipating if you don't know what integrated is it's an inclusion class where you have it's co-taught so you have a general education teacher and a special education teacher and a handful of the children in the class uh, have IEPs that need to be in an integrated classroom and nobody knows who they have who, who has the IEPs and you have to finish curriculum so even though because there's gen ed kids in there as well even though you have an IEP you're still expected to finish curriculum and I kind of envisioned that we would be in a inclusion setting for, geez, probably for, I'm thinking here, probably until middle school is what I had anticipated. And two years ago at her IEP meeting in the spring, uh, they said, you know, Mrs. Rogers, I think, I think she's ready to go into a general education class. I remember just like, I cry at every IEP meeting because they're just so emotional, but I'd actually gotten better at it. But that was the first time I had cried in a couple of years at an IEP because I just wasn't expecting it. And she has just really soared and has been doing things beyond the expectations I ever thought for. I had no idea. When I got back on the horse and I said, all right, you know, listen, this ain't sexy. It ain't right. It ain't fair. It's what it is. Let's, let's get on the horse. Let's give it everything I got. I had no idea that this was the potential outcome that we could have. And I'm so blessed to have had the ability to facilitate that for her. I've become her most important teacher. And this is what I try to teach all of the families I work with, that you are their most important person. Nobody is more vested in this child winning more so than their parents. You know, so you may have doctors out there, may, you may think that know better than you, and have teachers that may know better than you, or therapists. It's all bullshit. Because at the end of the day, they're doing a job and you're living this life as the parent, as this caregiver for this child. And your job now is more important than ever. We promised when we held these babies in our arms that we were going to show up in a certain way. And when autism comes, a lot of us just kind of let that fly out the window and that sucks. Can't have that. Our kids need us more, now more than ever. And that was my, my promise. So when that happened, when she actually was recommended for a gen ed class with minimal supports. I just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe we were there. We were there quicker than I thought we were going to be. And it's been an amazing ride. And now she is in her second uh, year in a gen ed class. She's in fifth grade. Uh, one more year and she'll be in middle school. This is so crazy. And she's doing great. She's got friends. She has sleepovers. She has fights with them. She fights with her brother. She fights with me. She's got a personality. She's funny. 
Um, she's all the things I never knew would be possible. And had I not gotten out of my own way, if I had not just said, listen, you know, let's get to work here for her, I would have never seen this life that we're living now. And it's, it's, it's been a real dream come true for us. So when I was looking on the internet all those years ago, I was looking for somebody like me to help me and there was nobody. And I remember thinking, you know, I felt like she was cursed when we got diagnosed. I felt like God had taken this beautiful gift and just wrecked it. And now I think um, as time went on, I said, all right, listen, I got to get to work. I got to help her. I think I kind of got to a point where I was like, listen, God, I don't need you to be my friend, but maybe you could just work in parallel with me. Um, I don't know why you sent this to us, but we're just going to deal with it. And I'm a God-fearing woman. This is what I'm thinking. And um, then I think as time went on, I started to see her improve and keep getting better and better. And then I came out to the community and I saw I met other families that were struggling with this. And I started coaching them, unofficially coaching them to help them with their babies. And I thought everyone thought like me. I thought everyone comes has that come to Jesus moment where they're like, all right, listen, you got to get your head out of the couch cushion. Let's go. I don't want my, well, you know, if I'm at the gates of heaven, right? I'm a God-fearing woman, but I want the gates of heaven. He's playing back my life. And the majority of it is my head in, in the sand because I didn't know what to do with this. That's not what I wanted to watch on my reel. So I didn't, I thought every parent had that journey and most don't. Most stay in the sadness, the anger, the bargaining, the depression. They never get out of it. And, and I, and I just started unofficially coaching parents like this for years now. And, and I, I now think that this journey with Juliana was sent to me, not only just for me to heal my girl, but to also take what I learned in healing her and helping so many other families be able to do the same for their kids. So that's why I do what I do. And I've been running, um, I've been coaching for many years now, but I've been running, my flagship product, which is the Champions for Our Children Masterclass, it's a group coaching program that guarantees results. We have a 100% success rate for potty training, a 100% success rate for building out communication skills. It's strictly group coaching for the parents because, like I said before, nobody is more is going to be more invested in seeing your child win more than you. So it has to be you. And that's why I do this program. And it's just like I feel like the reason I did it, I was like, geez, if I can keep one kid out of a group home, I've done a good job. And I know – for the hundreds of families now that have come through that program that we've done that over and over and over again. And now I believe like that journey of her being having autism and me solving for it and helping her, her, her thrive and live this wonderful life. And she will be independent one day that this was sent to me on purpose so that I could help her and then help so many other families struggling with the same things with it when they have the diagnosis and they feel slayed and they don't know how to get out of bed and they don't know how to take one foot and put in front of the other. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why I run my program. So, um, you know, we, in my program, in the masterclass, we really specialize in all things autism. So it could be uh, potty training. It could be communication. It could be problem behaviors. You name it. We cover it. And, uh, but like when I started this, I just said, listen, I'm sure you guys are going to bring stuff to me that I've never solved for before. But just like I was telling you in my story, like I identified as a master problem solver with tears running down my face. I said, she couldn't have a better mother. And I say to all my families, you may bring something to me that I've never solved for before, but I'm always up for the challenge. There's no problem I can't solve. And, uh, that's how I feel. And that's what I want to empower them to feel about themselves. So, uh, when I started this, I said I'd help with anything on autism. I was literally helping with IEPs. I was helping with getting insurance, finding people to uh, do the insurance hours to now like very specific strategies to get their kids potty training, communicating, stopping their problem behaviors, picky eating, you name it. 
And it's just been a wonderful experience all around. And if I had to think about like my, the favorite part of doing this job, let me think about this. I love seeing the pictures of the babies because you guys will share my families that work with me, uh, share uh, pictures of their babies. And I love looking at their little faces. I love children. I just absolutely am obsessed with them. I love their little squishy faces. I would have had like 10 kids if my husband was allowed me to. We only have two though. But uh, I get I get my baby fix from helping all of these families and their babies. Um, I guess one of the, I think one of my, the favorite parts of my job is you guys surprising me. <laughs> so like sometimes we'll get a baby in here and it seemed like it was going to take a while to potty train. Next thing you know, they get on the next call with me and they're like, guess what? You know, Caden is potty trained officially. It's like, what already? It was so fast. You guys surprised me. And I think that's one of the best parts of my job is to hear the weekly wins of the families that work in my masterclass and they tell me how much better they feel and how much hope they have now. And before when they signed up, they were scared. They didn't know what to do. And now they feel like they could slay anything. And every week we get wins and it's so exciting. Even how many times I've heard wins, it's still like the first time I've heard a win. It's so exciting. I guess that's probably the best part of what I do. And you know, Juliana, my daughter is just the inspiration for this. And we were always trying to ask her lately. She has no idea what she wants to do uh, when she grows up. And I asked her, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Like, you know, what do you, you know, what do you, you think you want to be a cop? Do you want to be a teacher? Do you want to be an engineer? You know, she's very, very about fair, like right and wrong and all that nonsense. And she says, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, well, maybe you'd want to work with mommy one day. And she's like, yeah, maybe I'd like to do that. So she's really the muse for, inspires me to do everything I do. And she makes every day interesting and we love her. And sometimes she says that she thinks I'm harder on her than her, her brother. And her brother's very affectionate, and she doesn't really like to show affection in the same way. She doesn't want to be hugged or kissed or touched. It's not her preferred method of, of love. And I remember asking her one time about a year ago, I'm like, how, hey, listen, I know you don't really like to be loved and cuddled and kissed like Cody, but like, how can I show my love to you? And she said to me, uh, very, very uh, Juliana-like, uh, let me sleep in your bed. So we let her sleep in the bed sometimes. So I pick my battles. But if that's the way that she loves for me to show love to her, I do that. But it's so funny because she'll say to me, you know, I think that you love Cody more than me. And that couldn't be. We don't have favorites. We love both of our children uh, equally. But I'm like, geez, you know, I laugh when she says that because I'm like, you child, you have no idea. The blood I have I have, I have dripped for you. The, the sweat and the tears that I have put myself through to make you who you are today. There couldn't be that statement of me loving one child over you couldn't be so, so much further from the truth. I have, I am so vested in her winning and winning at life. It was just like, I laugh inside when she says that I'm like, yeah, okay. I love Cody more than you. I bled for you, you know? So it's just been really, it's been a really interesting journey. And uh, I started doing this by sharing our story on social media. And I guess that's how I started. So I started a Facebook group and I said, hey, everybody, uh, I took my daughter. She went from nonverbal to sign language to potty training with a sign to word approximations to speaking. And now she's doing really well. And would you be interested in hearing our story? And a lot of people would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just start posting a uh, little comment, little blog posts, uh, videos, clips, just kind of sharing like our journey. And that's really kind of how I created this presence on social media. I've really built my company on being as authentic as I am with you now is, is how I show up on social media, how I show up on a webinar, and even how I show up with my coach. And I think there's something about that that's just very, I don't know how to explain it. I, I love it. 
because I would I, I think there's a lot of fake and phony shit out there and I like somebody who's who's real and tells it to me like it is and I think it's one of my draws as a as a coach and as an autism mom that I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat sometimes the work we do is going to be hard you know and sometimes as parents we got to teach the hard lessons but I'm here to help you every step of the way and I want you to win I want your baby to win when you join when parents join my program it's one of the things I say to all of them like welcome Welcome to my family, because that baby of yours is now my baby, too. And I want to see that baby thrive. I want, I want it just as much as you do. And, I, you know, I think that that comes through and when I talk and when I, when I tell stories and when I do my podcast and everything. I want you guys to know, like, there's nothing more important to me, above all else, than to keep your baby out of a group home. And if I can be a part of that journey, I mean, what a gift. I can't think of a better way to spend the rest of my life. Um, helping as many families as I can to help their babies thrive. And this has just been, it's been such a gift. And um, if I had to give everybody, I guess if like I had to give any advice to uh, parents of children with autism today, um, one of my biggest things that we teach in the masterclass is that you are your child's most important asset. I've talked to so many families who kind of like lean on the doctors and the therapists and the experts to tell them what to do and I, I remember walking out of the doctor's office appointment one time for, with her and it said something he had a google mug in the reception window and it said uh don't mistake your google search for my medical degree and I had an inner laugh and I told the receptionist I'm like you can tell your doctor that uh he can't mistake his 120 minute lecture for me living this life with this child 24 7 and it really hit home for me and thinking about like how many times has a doctor, a therapist, a teacher told us something and they were dead wrong. And one of the things I always tell my parents, like when you join the masterclass, I don't want you to look at me as your decision maker. I don't want you to look at me like you've looked at all the doctors, therapists, and teachers up until this point. That's why you are where you are today. I want you to look at me as like a flashlight. I'm going to give you advice. My coaches are going to give you advice and you're going to come back. We're going to get that mother's and father's and grandma's and caretaker intuition that you let slide out the window when the autism diagnosis came and we're getting that back for you and you're going to show up for your baby like you've never shown up before and we want this and that's why I say like my program is a gift. You may come in for very specific reasons, whether it be potty training, communication, or problem behavior, but you leave with so much more. You leave with the identity of what I believe about myself is that I'm a master problem solver. Even though autism came into our life and I knew shit about it, I didn't know anything about kids. She was my first. I didn't know anything about uh, special education, anything. I was already in the belief. I'd spent so many years as this master problem solver that I was going to figure this out. And when you leave my program, you feel like that too. So if I could give anybody any advice is don't count yourself out. You are the most important person in your child's life and you're the most you're the person that wants it the most. You want it more than anybody. So it's most it's the most valuable for you to learn how to teach your baby. You to learn how to teach your baby, you can teach them anything. Okay? So, I guess um, my current goals, if I had to think about it, so now that I've kind of like given you a quick synopsis of our story and why I do this, 
Uh, my current goals is to reach as many families as I can. I want to get the message out. We just started a podcast about two months ago, and I think it's doing really well. I don't know what the stats are, like what a podcast is supposed to do, but I feel like every week we have more and more downloads, and I think that's a good thing. That means I guess if they're downloading, they're listening. So I love all of that. Um, I want to help as many families as possible. So that's my goal is to get as many families as I can to work with me, to uh, join the master class so I can help them to help their babies. I want to improve quality of life. For as many families as I can, I want to. I want to make it within your touch now for your child to live that independent life you thought they would before the diagnosis came, and that's my number one goal. My other goal right now here is to. I want to create a new program that's going to be next level. I'm going to call. It, I think I'm going to call it like next level autism. So when you get your child the big three, you get them potty trained, you get them communicating, and you stop their uh, problem behaviors. I want to take it to the next level, which is exactly what I did with Juliana. I got her the basics. I got her the foundation skills. Now I want to build on that. I want her to be able to go to a doctor's appointment and not have an issue with getting her teeth clean. I want her to be able to tie her shoes. I want her to be able to understand sarcasm. I want her to be able to uh, advocate for herself. I want her to be able to put her earrings in. Like it could be anything, right? I want to build on those foundational skills. The foundational skills, believe it or not, are simple in application. Now, I'm not saying easy. Easy is something done without effort. Simple means that the actual steps to create potty training, to create communication, and create uh, an environment where ch my child doesn't engage in problem behavior is actually the, the steps to do that are easy to follow, but it requires commitment and consistency. And you really need that because once you get those skills, the next life skills you're going to teach your baby, which is going to be like my next level autism training, which I haven't launched yet, but I'm excited about it, is to take it to that next level. Like, okay, now that you've got the foundations, let's go. And the reason why you need the foundations before you can even get to any of that is because this next work is the hardest work I've ever done. I've had to put her in situations where I knew she would fail. I've had to put her in situations where I knew she'd be very upset. She'd cry. And, and it was hard for me as a parent. I've had to watch her struggle to do something that would take maybe her brother Cody 10 minutes to do. And it takes her an hour and she's in tears the entire way. You can't do that work unless you've gotten the big three down. I'll tell you that right now. And you need the big three to be able to build on them. So that's what that program is going to be about. And I think that's what my future is going to be about. And I'm very excited to, I'm still going to always offer the masterclass because I love uh, tackling the uh, foundational skills that every child on the spectrum needs for a chance to live independence. But I want to take it to the next level. And I think that's my goal for the future. And um, yeah, so that's my story in a nutshell. I want to get my message out to as many uh, families. I want to get it out to the community. I want to um, just, you know, spread the word that, that, that autism isn't a death sentence, that your child can live an amazing life and have autism and it's okay. And I want to work with, I want to work with agencies. I want to work with school districts. I want to work with so many different people to, to get that message out. And most importantly, work with my parents because they are the gatekeepers to the progress that they so desperately want for their children. I want them to know that they have everything they need. I'm just going to go give them the flashlight and show them the way. So um, I appreciate you listening, and I hope this was valuable. And hit me up. Let me know what you think. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye, everyone. Hey, y'all. 
month if your parents, November is a special month around here because my daughter, Juliana, the girl who inspires me, inspires all of us is turning 11. And I want to celebrate this milestone with you in a big way. So keep your ears open for more information coming soon on a special live training you won't want to miss.